Hello you. Are you frustrated with where you're at right now? Maybe stunted in your progress or going around in circles? Well, if you are, I want to recommend a place for you to go called Thrive Coaching. Go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. If you're a woman over 40, my Thrive Coaching program will help you get fit, break free from your unhealthy habits, dump diet culture and unleash your inner legend. Included is my Thrive Mind System, Thrive Body System, Accountability and Support, Private Members Group full of like-minded women just like you, live Q&As, check-ins. It's my six-step framework that I will guide you through to get you fit, help you break free from your unhealthy habits, dump diet culture and unleash your inner legend. Go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. That's jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. And if the link still works, I have a space for you. Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use on myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. Hi, everybody. You are so welcome to this latest podcast episode um, where I am going to be talking to the wonderful Joe Flood, um, who I just want to introduce a little bit now. And it's funny because, Joe, I went onto your website and your story is so amazing and you've so much um, done that uh, it was kind of hard to to pick pieces, but um, I'm going to give it a good shot anyway. So, Mentor and speaker Joe shows women over 40 how to reimagine their life and think way beyond what they ever thought was possible without the overwhelming anxiety and burnout. She went from a crazy, busy hotel owner who was burnt out and totally exhausted to a mindset coach, mentor and speaker. She is showing women how to put a multitude of jigsaw pieces together in the right order to create their dream life. Jo is on a mission to help thousands of women around the world rise up and find their passion. And I'm going to be sharing the website and how to contact Joe at the end of our wonderful podcast episode. Um, but you can go to joeflood.com, but I'll be reminding you of that. And that'll, of course, be in the show notes. Um so let's get stuck in, Joe. You're so welcome on my podcast. Thank you so much. What an intro. <laughs> she sounds great, that girl. Uh, listen, thank you so much. I am excited to be here. I'm doubly excited to be here on International Women's Day. Yeah. So, I'm excited to talk to you. So you fire away with the questions. Great. Yeah. I mean, I, I was really blown away, even, you know, chatting to you briefly yesterday all the different things you've been through to get you to this point. So, I mean, why don't we start there? Do you want to start off with just telling me, telling me and the listeners a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, well, you know what? I suppose I'm here now working as I do business strategy with my clients who are business owners uh, and mentoring and coaching them to, you know, gain increase the revenue, get new clients, all of that. I work with individual women who are just exactly like I was, completely burnt out and exhausted. Um, so it all started for me. I was always really ambitious and all of that stuff. And I was a you know, real go-getter. I went to London. I spent 10 years there. I came back to Ireland and I bought this beautiful country house, which over a period of time transformed into a lovely country house hotel. I did that for nearly 20 years. 
It was just my absolute love. I adored every little piece of it. And then I had not one, but two children, twins arrived. And my world kind of was turned upside down. It was definitely really difficult juggling everything. And I mean, I had a nanny. Uh, I hardly ever saw the kids. And then one of them decided that, you know what, you better start waking up, Mrs., because I need help. So I kind of realized I needed to focus a bit more, or I certainly made the decision that for me, it was more important than all this running around, that I was going to focus on helping this guy to get, you know, the additional help that he needed. So I decided to sell the hotel and focus on family. I didn't even know that family was actually had such a high value for me. I hadn't a clue. I just made the decision and off I went on this new journey of being a mom and not being a full-time worker and completely dedicated to this other side of my life. What was that like making that decision? That was Oh, hang on a second, Joe. Your sound is gone there. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. Lovely. Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, the decision wasn't um, difficult. It was the afterwards was difficult because I had no plan. I hadn't a clue what my days were going to look like. And I also didn't realize I was totally exhausted. I was struggling to get out of bed in the morning every single day. I was tired all the time. And after it was literally a couple of years of just on my knees uh, that I started researching on the Internet and having a look around and thinking, God, you know, why am I so tired and all this Googling stuff? And then I started looking at, you know, burnout, the impact of burnout. And I realized that I was that person. So I started working on me and taking care of me and finding ways of re-energizing myself. And it all came down to really, it, it, you know, it, it, there, was a, there was a series of steps for sure. Um, but I just started off things like going out in nature, going out for a walk, um, you know, just basically kind of feeling gratitude for what I already had. And it started, things slowly started, you know, shifting a little bit. And so I just continued doing this then I started getting, uh, I suppose I was reading a lot of books. And, and before we move on to that, what was um, what was your day-to-day like when you owned the hotel? Um, what were your hours like? And what did burnout look like for you? I have so many questions around that. I know. Well, my hours were literally, I mean, you can imagine you have guests staying overnight. So people are up early in the morning for breakfast. I was always there. I was there in the morning. And I was there for dinner in the evening. I was there seven days of the week. We hardly ever took holidays. I was there for every bank holiday weekend. I, we did close for Christmas for a few days. Yeah. Apart from that, we were open the whole year. And it was literally, we did weddings, we did parties, we did everything. And so you're, I was literally the face of the place. I was always there. And being in a small town, you know, people kind of expect you to be there. So if I wasn't there at the very odd time I wasn't there, people would say, oh, I was out the other day and you weren't there. So, you know, you just get used to it. Like you literally are on a kind of merry-go-round and you just can't get off. It's an addictive business. I absolutely loved every moment of it. I loved all my clients, my customers. I adored them. But I, 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 I think that's what happens in the industry. 
Uh, yeah. it's just the it's just the type of business. I mean, even people working um I suppose during COVID when people hotels closed down, hospitality is struggling now to find people to go back in because they realize that they were actually missing out on so much because you literally are out working when everyone else is enjoying themselves, you know? So it was gosh, I mean a hundred hour weeks, definitely. 80 hours, 100 hours, 120 hours. That's crazy. How, how did you go from um, realizing you were doing too much to having burnout to going, okay, something has to change? See, really the decision for me, it wasn't based on the fact that I was doing too much. It was based on the fact that I had two children that I never saw and it was heartbreaking. It was tugging at my heartstrings. I just could not do it anymore. And I wanted to be, I was torn asunder. I wanted to be at home. I was down in the hotel. I was trying to do my work down there and all I could think about, wonder are they okay? I was, I had this nanny phoning me to tell me, right, they're up now, they're awake now. And I try and come up for it because I live very close to the hotel. And, you know, so I was running up and down. I was just torn apart, really. It was my emotions were all over the place because I wanted to be in two places at the same time. Yeah. But I think that the whole thing of the decision to sell was really difficult. And but I don't think that I realized the impact it was going to have on me when that part of my life was gone, because there was a huge gaping hole there. Because, like, I mean, from working 100 hours to not, working, but doing different type of work, there was no manual to show me how to do all this being a mom thing. I hadn't a clue. And because I'd had somebody else there, I just was writing at the deep end. But I really loved it. I loved being with the children. I really enjoyed it. But I was just so exhausted all the time. And I just didn't know what was wrong with me. No matter what I did, I was eating really good food. Uh, you know, I was cooking all the time at home. I was doing everything, but I was just so tired. So it took a couple of years, literally, of rest and rest and rest and a good diet and then getting the mind uh, in some sort of shape where I felt, you know, a sense of inner peace and ease within myself. And that came from definitely going off on these beautiful walks and we, we live in Wexford and we have the Kennedy Park beside us here it's 500 acres I used to go up and just walk around there I'd bring the kids out with me you know when they were in the little buggies we'd head off and we'd be outside for hours and I started appreciating all of these lovely things around me I didn't see stuff before Jesus I'd heard the, hardly heard the birds sing and it brought me back actually to when I was young and I had a very nice um, upbringing and lovely um, you know sense of family when I was a child and my father was very much into nature and it brought me back to all of that so that was just beautiful that's so lovely that's so lovely that sense of slowing down and connecting with nature and were there other healthy habits that you started doing as well that you'd never done before well I think one of the things that I discovered was because you know it's quite chaotic you know when you have kids and I learned this thing, which is your day starts the night before. And that was a massive thing for me, getting organized and not leaving everything to the last second, knowing exactly, you know, what was happening in the evenings, not staying up watching TV really late, you know, not staying up drinking glasses of wine, which I used to love at one stage with a few of my friends would come over and we'd do that. So I changed everything. Uh, in terms of the night before for example with the kids when they were going into school I started you know make sure the lunches are ready the night before know exactly what's happened the bags are laid out we've the coats ready we've everything structured and the difference 
that this made. This was probably somebody on YouTube or one of the programs. I, I started enrolling in programs and probably one of the programs was all around the whole idea of how do you start your day? Because literally, if you start and everything falls apart, then the whole day tends to go downhill. I, I think you probably... I totally agree. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. totally. It's so easy, isn't it? You know, to, to get into that habit of yeah. racing around the place and forgetting a bag. Maybe somebody has, the, you know, the, they're supposed to be going to uh, training for something like camogie or whatever it is after school and you forgot the bag and you didn't do this and all. Oh, and it's just chaos. And then people start arguing and people say things that they don't mean. And it just leads to total and utter meltdowns. So yeah. when I figured this out, my life just changed. So that is one of the things that I recommend to everybody I work with is we look at that straight away because it's life changing. I love that. And that's such a quick win for our listeners. Um, tell me how you what what you do now. How did you get into what you're doing now and how you actually help women over 40? OK. OK, so it's it's been a journey. I mean, literally, I am on this journey for over 10 years and I have studied um several different um, coaching styles and coaching diplomas. Um, I also have studied Enterprise and Innovation in Trinity College for my business owners. So I'm, uh, I suppose, and also having had a business myself, I know the pitfalls and I know the excuses that we make sometimes as well. You know, it's kind of funny how we can find a reason why we can't do things and why we get in such muddles. Um, I also spent five years and I'm still a member of Jack Canfield's Academy where I did success principle training. I brought his book along here. This is life changing stuff for the listeners. If if you just go even and buy a copy of this book, it is absolutely fabulous. So I use the success principles training in the program that I offer to clients. I also created an online program that's called Rise Up License to Soar and it's all based around getting uh, some kind of balance it's all about balance, really. I also offer workshops on this thing called Balance Your Bicycle, which is really good fun, where we look at all the areas of your life, which is like your personal life, your relationships, you know, your recreation and free time, uh, your fitness, um, your finances. And what I find is, you know, it's, it's a very simple wheel of life. And we give ourselves kind of a grade from one to ten as to where we feel we are in that section. So what I find is people usually have two areas they're really strong in and maybe this, the other three they don't. And it's all about trying to balance that and what's stopping you from doing the things that you really want to do. Love that. Yeah. And do you so find have, that for women that there is two more common that they're really good at or is it completely different for everybody? Uh, okay, so here's what I find. Um, it, if people are man managers you know, or business owners, um, I find that free time and doing anything for themselves is out the door, out the window. They don't. They never have any free time. They're always trying to do stuff for themselves. They're running, racing, tearing. And it's all about the job, the work, uh, you know, but there's nothing for them. Like I think when we were chatting earlier, I was saying to you, I've just been away for two days mm -hmm. in a beautiful, in Kelly's Hotel, actually, in Ross Lair. It was incredible. I set aside every two months a couple of nights away for me. Because I know when I'm not right, nothing else is going to work. That's so I every, yeah, everybody, you absolutely have to do this. I get my hair done once a month. I get my nails done because it makes me feel so good. Whereas, 
you know, before I didn't bother with stuff like this, I was always doing things for other people or for my kids, for my family. So I think that, yeah, that is the biggest thing. It's that we don't give ourselves enough time and enough, I suppose, you know, a clap on the back for all the things that we're achieving all the time. Yeah, I completely agree, especially with business owners. We 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 tend to so much um, focus on the gap, like what, what we're not achieving, what we don't have, what we're not there yet. And we don't, for 1% focus on the, on the good stuff. We're just constantly achieving, 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 striving forward, trying to make things better. And it does yeah. become such an obsession that you don't leave any time for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I think, um, I, well, this really worked for me, and I think it's a, it's a huge thing, is all around boundaries, setting boundaries, I think is absolutely massive. And to making and keeping agreements. Those are, I think, the two things. If anybody is a pen beside me, if they're re-listening, you know, after whenever you share this out there, write this down. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. That is things like, for example, I'm in here doing this with you. And I brought this in off my door. This is what I use. It's please do not disturb if I do not want to be disturbed. Because I work at home. And the door used to often just fly open in the middle of maybe a call with a client or whatever. So now we, to, in order to stop that, we set a boundary. So if you see this on my door, you don't come in. If you see this on the door, it means I'm just doing something, but it's okay if you want to pop in and ask me something. That's such a simple little thing, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Boundary. Um, what was the second thing? Uh, making and keeping agreements. Do you feel frustrated with the lack of progress? Do you feel like you've tried everything but aren't getting anywhere? Go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. A few years ago, I was going around in circles too. My clothes were tight. I felt unfit, unhealthy, anxious and super busy and overwhelmed. I went on a new journey of discovery, a journey that helped me drop 42 pounds, get fit and break free from my unhealthy habits that were holding me back. This journey set me free from diet culture and transformed my life. That's why I created Thrive Coaching, to help you if you are right now where I used to be. Thrive Coaching is a six-step guided process that will help you get fit, break free from your unhealthy habits, dump diet culture and unleash your inner legend. Go to jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. That's jessicacook.ie forward slash coaching. Now let's get back to the show. This is um, something, um, we say even around time, uh, probably 50% of people that I work with have a real problem with this. They don't, you know, make an agreement to do things, even work-wise. If you make an agreement that you're going to do a certain amount of things during the day and then you don't, it's yourself, it's your inner peace, it's all of that stuff. You knock your own confidence, you crucify yourself for it, even though you may not realize you're doing it in your subconscious mind. And yeah, so I think it's critical to have a look at that stuff. That's the kind of stuff I cover on the course that I, the, the online program. Um, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And what are the, what other what, what are the biggest things that are getting in people's way to achieving what they want to achieve that you've noticed? I think the first thing is people don't know what they want. That's really it. If somebody asks somebody, what do you want? Really, what do you want? People have no idea what they actually want. 
uh, they're stuttering and stammering. They have no notion. They have no plan. Setting goals are usually, you know, very vague. And, you know, they, they, you're not going to achieve a goal if you haven't a clue what you're doing or what you're actually aiming for. So I think that, you know, people say things like, yeah, oh, yeah, I want to grow my business by five grand or, you know, I want to, I'm going to lose a couple of stone this year. That's okay, lovely. And how are you going to do that? So really, it's all about getting specific about what you want. And sometimes you have to ask yourself that question over and over and over to actually decide because it's nine times out of ten, it's not about money. It's about other stuff. It's about having relationships that you know, you thrive in. Mm. Because when the relationships are all working, everything else works. Yeah, I love that so much. I love that so much. And it's so true, isn't it? That sometimes we can just not be clear. And it's such an easy thing to do. Like right now, you know, you can think of a goal that you have. And if you try and visualize what that goal looks like, you just sometimes you realize you don't know. That is exactly, that honestly is the biggest thing. That's the reason why I created this program was because it's literally about getting clear about what you want. Yeah. And then it's about working on one or two things. You can't be working on everything. You're not going to, you know, have a massive weight goal, we'll say, in terms of your body and then have a huge financial goal. And then you're going to have a relationship goal. And they're all so big that you totally overwhelm you do nothing. Yeah, absolutely. That happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? It happens at the start of the year. It's just really funny when, for me when I look at all the things that people think they're going to do in like two or three months and it does fall apart and it's so overwhelming. So um, creating something, you know, first of all, you have to decide where you are. That's the other thing. I do a process where it's called a gap map. So it's where are you now? Where do you want to go? And what is the gap? So that we can set realistic steps to get you to wherever it is you want to go. So there's different types of goals. There's like, you know, a short-term goal, a long-term goal. There's a breakthrough goal, a goal that will take you and totally change who you are. That's what I call a breakthrough goal. That is something through the success principles that I learned how to work with clients. That can be more slightly more long-term and then we can break it down. I love that so much. And it's so um, relaxing because it's black and white and there's clear guided steps and you take the worry because mostly the worry just comes from not knowing. But actually, when you've got a plan, you can relax and trust the process. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be. Sometimes people make the plan overwhelming as well, where it becomes, oh, my God, the plan, the steps. What am I going to do next? Oh, you know, whereas it's really if you can do five things, I learned this thing. Uh, you know, if you can do the rule of five, what five things can you do today that will take you closer to your goal? Love that. Not just do five things, any old things, to take you closer to your goal. Five things. And you stroke them off. I love putting lines through. I've done this. And the sense of achievement at the end of it. So it's all it's all about planning, really. You know, and that's where the clarity has to come. You have to be clear about what it is you're looking for first. Yeah, And it's really worth putting the effort and energy. It takes weeks to get clear about what you really want and what's important. Because sometimes when you delve in, what you thought was important actually isn't really. Mm. And what do you say to people that are listening to you now that are struggling or they mightn't be getting the results that they want and they're just wondering whether they should quit? I'd say you go back to the beginning and you literally ask yourself, why am I doing this? And sometimes, you know what, people are doing the wrong stuff. 
they're in the wrong job and that they're afraid of, you know, change. So you do need to sit down and say to yourself, you know, am I really like, you know, the old if we could wave a magic wand, you know, what would you like your life to look like? It's actually worth asking yourself that question. And just write down whatever comes into your mind. Because if you can be doing, if you're doing a job that you love so much, it doesn't feel like work. That's really what you want to be aiming for. I love that so much. And I, I also love the fact that it'll show up for a lot of people that they don't truly believe they could have what they actually desire and want. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's all about recognizing where the challenges are. You see, this is why it takes a period of time because sometimes we don't really know what it is that stops us until we start opening our mind to look at what's happening every day. Yeah. And then we see, is it a boundary that I need to? What I find as well, a lot of people complain, we say, for example, in, about their partner. You know, he's this and he's that. And he, you know, he comes in the door and he thinks the dinner should be ready. Nah, 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 and, you know, but they never, ever say to him, they tell their friend. You know, they tell their friend, but they're not going to say, sorry, we need to sit down and have a chat. And it can be a lovely, very meaningful conversation about sharing how it makes you feel. Wouldn't would there be a possibility that we could do this or, you know, because sometimes somebody doesn't know that you need their help. If you're going to continue doing things the way you're doing them and not complain to the person that you need to complain to, nothing's going to change. Yeah. So it's about putting your hand up and like we owe it to ourselves to do that. Put your hand up and you say, excuse me, we need to have a chat. Yeah, you know, I love that confronting what's not working for you and actually getting real about it and saying, yeah. this isn't working. I need yeah. this to change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not happy. And, you know, reflecting as well on, on what's work going well and what's not going so well, which um I we always do, uh, me and my clients on a Friday, you know, what went well this week? What would I improve on for next week? And just tweaking as you go rather than I did so bad. I have so much to do. Um, Just tweaking as, as you go throughout the weeks. A hundred percent. And even just to follow on from what you said about, you know, what didn't go well and what, did, oh gosh, you know, the language that comes out of your mouth is so important. How you describe yourself. You know, I know loads of people say, oh, I'm always, I'm always late. Really? You always decide to be late. Do you know, I read a lovely book called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I am actually. A client introduced yeah. it to me there. Yeah, this is the new one. It's the fifth agreement. And I just love this. I would recommend everybody to go get their hands on this. Thank you so much for recommending that. Who's it by again? Sam Miguel Ruiz. Is how and you, has he changed the title of it to the, to the... There's another agreement now, the fifth agreement. Right. But what I love about this, I mean, it, they're just so simple. Like, be impeccable with your word. So cut out the bitching, complaining, moaning, groaning. Stop it. And talking about other people, giving out all of that stuff. This eliminates so much. And I mean, obviously, we can't change um, habits overnight, but it's a process. Like I said to you, I'm doing this now for over 10 years. And I just adore watching the transformation in the people that I work with. And it's all about just literally try on one thing. Another one is don't take anything personally. 
And I think that's a brilliant one because people go around imagining all these things in their head that somebody else is thinking. Yeah, especially when things aren't going your way and you're not getting the results you want. Um, It can really help so much to remind yourself to not take it personally that it's just black and white facts and you you need to tweak something if you're not doing too well or if you are doing well, it's a rinse and repeat, emotionless. A hundred percent. The next one is don't make assumptions. I think this is brilliant altogether because we do. We go off catastrophizing in our minds about all these things that are going to happen. And oh, and it's it's not true. So even uh, the reason I recommend, I mean, I've read this book probably half a dozen times. I That's one thing that I would recommend everybody listening is find yourself some really good material that you're reading all the time just to imprint these good habits and different kind of mindset. And um, just a constant thing, even read a half an hour every day of something. I've noticed that this is a gorgeous one. Goddess never age. I don't know if you're familiar with Christian, Dr. Christian North. Oh. This is a beautiful book. Absolutely beautiful book. The Secret Prescription for Radiance, Vitality and Wellbeing. It's, and again, it's all about taking care of yourself. These are the kind of things. So I surround myself with material that... It sort of puts new notions and ideas in my mind. And I just, you know, I feel, I feel just fantastic. I, love and that's, that so I mean, I, I'm probably innately a very happy person anyway, even if I'd never done any of this. But nothing would phase me now. There is nothing that could happen to me today that would absolutely phase me. No, I know I would be able to, be, to cope with anything. And that's just from this inner confidence that you get from making and keeping those agreements with yourself all the time. So aside from reading for 30 minutes every evening, what are your tips, your favorite habits for yourself that keep you grounded and focused and motivated and inspired? Okay. So I, I have my little habits that um, make me feel good. And they're part of like, I have like about six different things I do every day. One of them is I literally recite in my head all the things I'm grateful for. I do it several times throughout the day. Sometimes I sit in my office, I can look out the window and I have a lovely garden here. I look up and I'm so appreciative that I have a nice chair to sit. I have a lovely window. I can look out, maybe a few birds pop over on the wall outside. So that would be a huge thing. Try and, you know, be consciously aware of how lucky you are and all the great things that you have going on. Apart, you know, there will be challenges. But we need to start with what we're grateful for first. I love that so much as well, because um, so many people listening are, are such huge strivers and goal setters. And when, you, when you're really into your goals, it can be really difficult to live in the moment. But I read this really lovely thing that, you know, you're, the goals that you set a few years ago, you're living now. And are you grateful and are you living, living them and enjoying them? 100%. Absolutely. Um, another thing I think that is massive is just beautiful breathing. Nice deep breath in, just hold for a moment and release. That in itself is enough to calm you right down. So I'm consciously doing stuff like that throughout the day. Another thing that I do for focus is I stand up in the office here on one leg, my hands above my head and focus. And it literally clears your mind of all the crap that's going on. I love that. I have to focus for the 30 seconds, you push your chair back, you stand up on one leg, hands up, look at the way, and all your focus is on standing on the one leg, hands up, 
the breathing, and you, it gives you just even 30 seconds of nothing in your mind except that. I love that. That's brilliant. So they're all the little sort of techniques that I would use to kind of keep myself, um, you know, on track during the day. Thank you. Driving along in the car, the same thing. You know, I bless people as they drive past me. Like I'm just so, you know, I'm very relaxed driving. I never let myself get angry, even if there's a traffic jam. You know, I used to be on the horn. Now I mean, <laughs> terror on the roads, but not anymore. How did you change that? I'll tell you how I changed it was. My morning starts the night before, remember? So I was so organized before I ever left the house. I never, I was just feeling at ease and at peace within myself. And I just decided this is the way I want to live my life because it's awful if you get in that terrible state first thing in the morning, which I did for the first three years of sell, after selling. I was like that every day. And then you come and you feel awful. But literally, I think that... I think if every single person listens to this, just go off and have a look at how you're starting your day. That's the first thing. Be grateful and have a look around and start with, I call it like a gratitude walk. So you go out on your walk and on that walk, you're going to think about all the things you're grateful for. And that is the grass is growing, you have beautiful views in front of you, the birds are singing, you know, your 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 feet are working, one is going after the other as you walk along. Do you know that kind of thing? Yeah. The breathing is huge. Try and remember, because I used to be kind of a bit hunched up, sort of, you know, from sitting here, I'd be all tensed up, and I didn't realise. But now I'm consciously all the time. Nice deep breath in. How does that sound? I love that so much. So to recap, take a look at the morning yeah. and 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 and, to, and get super organized the night before. Yeah. And even before you do that, just take a look at how your morning is right now. Absolutely. Gratitude, gratitude yeah. walk, ideal, and breathing throughout the day. Anytime you're noticing stress or anxiety come up or you just yeah. need to clear your yeah. mind, do that breathing technique. Yeah. Really simple. If you take, say, you know, you have this like it's what is it, four, four, six, eight, where you'll go in four, hold for six, and out for eight. So do something like that for your kind of counting. So that will take your mind off any of your concerns. In four, hold two, out eight. Is that it? Yeah, hold six, in four, hold for six, and then out for eight. There's different techniques of breathing. Some people will say, you know, hold for, breathe in for six or go for four, six, eight. That's what I do. And it works. Joe, thank you so, so much for coming on to my podcast. Um, tell me where people can find you and what courses they can do and what's the best way to contact you. Okay. So uh, joeflove.com is my website. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching programs with people I do a six-week program I do three-month programs for people who are say looking for a more long-term solution to or growing their business etc I have my online program which is rise up license to soar um, you can find me on Instagram you'll find me on Facebook and my mindset page uh, you can go on my website and you can book a 15-minute call with me for a chat if you'd like to you know explore further how we can work together 
That is amazing. Thank you so, so much. And just to um, be super clear, that is joeflood.com. It's joeflood, joeflood.com. Um, just one other last quick thing to say, which is all to do with accountability. Um, one of the things is, if you set a goal for yourself, you're probably 10% likely to achieve it. But if you're being held accountable by somebody like me, you are 95% likely to achieve that goal. Now, I think that's phenomenal. And one of the reasons that I've achieved a lot of the things I have is because I've been in groups, I've invested heavily in myself and held accountable by other people in other programs to get me to where I am now. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Support and accountable accountability is the missing piece of the puzzle for sure, especially when people are so busy and they don't have time to focus on if they're staying on track or not. It's wonderful to have a coach there right beside you, making sure you are. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have loved talking to you, Jessica. It's been amazing. I can't believe the time has just flown by. I know, I know. You too, Joe. Thank you so, so much. Have a wonderful evening. All my love. Thank you. You too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch. Don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey.